Welcome to the Activity Hero Parent Power Podcast, where we share tips for families navigating kids out of school activities, camps, childcare, and more. I'm Nicole Lee with Activity Hero, and my special guest today is Lynn Perkins, founder and CEO of Urban Sitter. Welcome, Lynn. Nicole, thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk to Activity Hero. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about Urban Sitter and how did this idea and and brand and idea come about? So I had two twins that were about 18 months old when I started Urban Sitter. And by nature, I love to connect people. So whether friends are looking for jobs or spouses or restaurant recommendations, I've just always been a connector. And when my sons were about 18 months old, I stopped working for a period of time. And what I found was that the moms I was connecting with would say to me, oh, Lynn, we've met your nanny. She's fantastic. Does she have any friends that are looking for work? Or they would say, you know, how is it that you're able to find great babysitters? So slowly but surely, I started connecting all of these parents with childcare providers. And what I heard over and over again was that they wanted a recommendation from somebody they trusted. And this could be a parent at their preschool, a parent from one of their kids' music classes, somebody that they knew from the workplace. And I felt like there needed to be a way to better surface care providers for families. Um, I also knew that I wanted to go back into the tech space and I was looking at trends that were occurring and they were things like recommendations from friends and peer-to-peer payment and all of these trends kind of tied in with what I wanted to build. And so I built a platform that allows parents to find trusted, fully vetted care providers, and they can also see how they're connected to that person. Absolutely. The idea of a personal referral is so much more of a a trusted recommendation. And we've seen that trend uh, even with you know, the, the last year with Facebook groups and people trying to connect on groups and instead of just Googling and, and searching for things like just asking for those recommendations. So um, definitely see how, you know, that came about. And especially as a parent myself, you know, you, you want to get a recommendation from another mom that you, you trust. So absolutely. Yeah. We felt like it was, you want that recommendation from another parent And it needs to be faster and easier than texting. So we try to combine the best of booking efficiency with the best of recommendations so that parents have the opportunity to say yes to whatever comes up, whether that's a last minute meeting or an invitation to go to a concert or literally just a little bit of time away from your kids to to have some breathing space. That's great. And then, you know, childcare, especially the last, you know, about year has been a very hot topic you know, early 2020, uh, I saw that Urban Center did a survey and 72% of families didn't have childcare uh, during the, the COVID shutdowns with, with schools doing remote learning. And, you know, you check back in with families later in the year and, and it definitely improved, um, you know, either, you know, what do you think changed? Do you think that families became more comfortable or do you think that they became more, you know, you know, desperate to be able to get some work done. What do you, what do you think changed um, between those two surveys? Yeah, I think you're, you're probably spot on. It was probably a combination of being desperate and being more comfortable. And, you know, what we tried to do was allow families to find care providers that were willing to work for just one family or just, you know, one pod of families that had agreed to be in a pod together. And I think once parents realized that the situation was Um, not just an acute situation, but something that was going to be happening longer term, they realized they needed to put a system in place. And so 
what we tried to do was create a way for parents to find, like I mentioned, a care provider who was willing to work for just one family, um, the ability to ask care providers questions such as, would you be willing to have your temperature taken at my home? Would you be willing to take a private transportation to get to my home? Um, and so we tried to put process in place in our booking platform that allowed parents to find that one right person who could meet their ongoing needs rather than multiple care providers. Um, and the interesting thing is care providers felt the same way. They wanted to find that one trusted family who could guarantee them X amount of hours a week so that they could be in just one home as well. So I think once families understood that we could put protocols in place to make that transaction as safe as possible, and I think also for families, it was understanding that, hey, this isn't just a three-week problem. You know, I remember when we all thought we were going into the shutdown for three weeks, and now fast forward <laughs> 15 months later. Um, and I think families realized once this was an ongoing situation, especially as we entered the 2020-2021 school year, families realized they needed to put some help systems in place. Yeah, that's great. We definitely saw that that increase in popularity for for learning pods, um, being able to, you know, offer you know childcare for a pod of children or offer education for a pod of children. We saw that a lot on Activity Hero. That that increase in um, desire for finding you know even teachers for for learning pods, um, and you know the childcare situation is very similar to that. You know, being able to offer some support for families with, with the schools. I think that, um, you know, with, uh, you know, being a parent myself, you know, when that, that school situation happened, I, I think everyone was really unprepared. You know, the, the schools had been like just a foundation of childcare for so long that when, when that was taken away, there was this really big scramble to figure out like, where are we going to, what are we going to do? Where are we going with this? Exactly. So I know that goes back to, um, as a, a parent myself, um, you know, they're, they're finding it challenging. Families are having a, a challenging time trying to, uh, work from home and, and finding that work home life balance. I know that, uh, you know, the idea of so many more employers allowed work from home, which was great. Um, and the, the flexibility was beneficial for families, but at the same time, you know, parents were having a really hard time balancing doing their zoom meetings and getting their work done and, you know, finding time to make lunch and have snack time and, you know, get their kids outside and, um, and also balance their schooling and their learning. So it was just this giant juggling act. And I, I know that I felt that pain point. I, you know, millions of families, um, across the country and the world, um, felt that pain point. So, um, you know, how do you think that the, the childcare industry really has changed or evolved, um, as more parents are working from home, you know, for a longer period of time and maybe even permanently, um, you know, do you feel like there's going to be more opportunities for that daytime, um, you know, childcare nanny situation, even when the parent is, is in the home? I do. I think we're going to see an interesting shift in how families use childcare during working hours. Um, with more people working from home, potentially inevitably, I'm not sure that the traditional nine to five daycare model will be the right fit. I think families are going to be looking for more flexible solutions. I think daycares will, will get there in terms of offering some flexible options. 
I also think on the in-home childcare front, I think this idea of people being in a pod and finding uh, a care provider who can also be an educator to young kids, I think we'll continue to see that trend. We're continuing to see it on our site. I think we'll also continue to see parents looking for what I would call kind of like steady part-time sitter. So somebody who can come in um, on, a, on a reliable schedule to do the after-school pickup and to help in the home with younger kids while parents are trying to work. It may be less of a nine to five model and it might be more of a 30 hours a week and at different hours than we've traditionally seen. I think some of the trends we saw during the pandemic will definitely continue out of the pandemic. So um, tell me a little bit about how um, Urban Center has uh, tried to work with employers to bridge that child care gap and, and being able to support employees that are really trying to continue, um, you know, being employed and being productive at home, um, but asking their employers for, for that assistance. Like how has Urban Center seen, Urban Center seen that um, change over the last year? There's been a huge increase in employer interest in the benefit. So, you know, kind of to go back a little bit, we've been offering Urban Sitter as uh, an employer benefit for almost a decade now, but we saw a huge increase in it during the pandemic. And I think there's kind of two things going on there. I think number one, there was the immediate need that employers, especially those in essential activities needed to fill. And so we saw whether it was hospital networks or companies that do um, consumer product distribution coming to us in a panic and saying, hey, we, we have these employees that we need to have come to their job, whether they were a doctor or working in a warehouse, whatever it may be, it was essential to keep our um, society going during the pandemic. They came to us and said, we need help for these people ASAP because their schools just shut down. So we were able to step in and work with a lot of these large companies nationwide to offer a backup care solution that really worked for them. I think one of the, the two trends that came out of the pandemic there that I'm excited about, one is for the first time ever, I saw employers asking about support for their um, remote and sort of warehouse distribution center type employees um, as urgently as they were asking for their headquarter employees, which I, I really liked seeing that trend. Mm-hmm. I think the trend we saw was that employers were more willing to allow families to bring their own care provider or their own care system onto our platform, especially in remote areas where families may traditionally rely on extended family to help. Employers said, hey, these are these care providers are essential to our employees making it to work. So if those employees want to bring that person onto the Urban Center platform, we will help subsidize that care. So that was kind of an acute need trend that I saw during the pandemic. And then I think the longer lasting trend, which I'm very excited about, is that for the first time ever, I think employers were looking into the homes of their employees through Zoom and seeing just how much their employees are juggling. And yes, it was worse during the pandemic, but at the end of the day, I think employers had this aha moment and they realized that, wow, there's so much that our employees are doing on a day-to-day basis, even when the pandemic doesn't exist in terms of juggling elder care, child care, special needs care. And it really highlighted for employers the need to help their employees with care so that they can be more productive in the workplace. And that's the trend I think we'll continue to see out of the pandemic. I think the conversations that are going on at the national level regarding a proposed paid leave program that would be nationwide, coupled with employers kind of um, recognizing how tough it is to be a care provider. And 
it's not a niche problem. People always say, well, how do you offer a benefit to your employees that can only um, cover a certain percent of them? Well, it turns out that 73% of employees in America report having a caregiving responsibility. And again, that can be to a child, but it could also be to an elder family member. And so since the pandemic highlighted the acute need that occurred due to COVID, but I think what I'm really excited about is that it actually highlighted this underlying need, which has always been there um, around care. Yeah, I think that's great. And the idea that, you know, if, if an employee's focus can be on work during work hours, um, it really benefits the employer as well, um, without having to worry about as, as much on the, on the home front. And yeah, I think that's great. I think that, um, especially as a, as a mom, you know, I know that you did a, a survey as well that, you know, 53% of respondents said that, that mom is still their, prim- their household's primary caregiver. And I really felt that, that pressure as a mom, um, you know, during the pandemic. And I know being part of mom groups on, on Facebook, there was, you know, a lot of, of the similar feelings that we took on a lot. You know, we were always, you know, more of the primary caregiver. And then we were trying to juggle work and we were expected to be able to do it all. And to see more employers kind of saying, okay, well, if we can support our employees, then they can help support us, which helps support society and gets everything, you know, moving and running. So um, if we're going to look at a silver lining, I think that would definitely be one if, if more employers could um, kind of take that feedback and include it um, more childcare as, as a benefit. I think that would be amazing. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, you mentioned how moms were sort of disproportionately impacted by the pandemic and it's true. And we saw it in the number of women that have left the workplace during the pandemic. And I just saw um, a study that said that based on the rates at which women are returning to the workforce, that unless we do something to help women get back in the workforce after the pandemic, it's going to take 24 months for the number of women that were in the workforce in February of 2020 to get back to their, their, that old ratio. So, you know, I, I hope that with both the employer awareness and some of the policies being proposed, like hopefully we can shorten that gap and not only get back to the percentages that we were at pre-pandemic, but ideally bring more women into the workplace if there is a more supporting work environment for them to come to. Absolutely. So we're, we're going into summertime and I know that, uh, from, uh, you know, activity heroes perspective, we have a flurry of, of people, um, registering for last minute summer camps, but I know that as a parent as well, you know, you may not do summer camps every single week. And, and sometimes you might sign them up for soccer because they love soccer. And then later in the summer, you might do a swim camp or a football camp or an art camp. But there's a lot of in-between time for, for kids in the summer. And um, so what are you uh, seeing as trends on Urban Sitter for, for this summer and summer 2021? Do you see um, people continuing with more of the pods or is it, you know, nannies? What are some of your trends right now moving into summer 2021? We're seeing a few things. I would say the pods are definitely continuing and I, I see those being used in two ways. People with very young kids are continuing to use them as a form of steady childcare. So they're running summer pods with 
It may be a teacher who's off for the summer, who's taking three or four very young kids um, in a pod and kind of teaching as if it were a preschool. Um, we're also seeing pods for older kids being used more sporadically. So like you mentioned, kind of in between camp weeks, um, we're also seeing care providers being used on a regular basis um, along with camps. So I think, you know, activity and urban center kind of go hand in hand in that if a camp ends at 2.30 or 3 and the parent needs afternoon coverage, we're finding that a lot of care providers are, whether it's taking summer school or doing an internship in the mornings, and then they're working with families in the afternoons after camp so that the parents can have some additional work hours. Um, and then finally, I would say that during those weeks where parents are not looking at camps, they're looking at finding sitters with special skills to spend time with their kids. And so this could be a sitter who's really good at doing art projects and wants to spend time doing art projects with kids for a week or two, or it could be a lifeguard certified sitter who's taking the kids to the pool and doing water activities. I would definitely say with older kids, we're definitely seeing the care provider kind of coupled with camp, whether it's, you know, helping in the afternoon or filling in for a few weeks where camp is not um, being booked. Yeah, we're definitely seeing that trend uh, this year on Activity Hero that there aren't quite as many camps offering extended care services for families this summer. Um, so those are a little bit more in, you know, they're higher in demand because there's there's fewer options out there. Um, so I can definitely see the after the, you know, early care, the drop-off and the pickup if the camp ends at, you know, two or three, that you would need that, maybe that nanny to, to come and, and take the kids um, for those afternoon hours. Um, we're also, you know, I actually had a conversation earlier this week about the the idea of the, the learning gap for, for kids and how many families are concerned about whether or not their kid is going to be grade level by the beginning of the next school year, just with all of the remote learning and um, all of the juggling and, and the difficulties that have happened over the last year and, and being really concerned about moving into that next school year. So, you know, I definitely can see how Urban Center would be a great resource to, um, you know, have those pods to maybe say, okay, well, let's, let's get together, you know, all of our, our fifth graders going into sixth grade and make sure they're, they're ready to, to enter middle school and making sure that they're prepared and, um, and ready for, for the next, the next step. So I, I can definitely see how that is a great time to do that because you have so many educators who traditionally don't work in the summers and we're seeing those people sort of in demand and to your point it might be hey let's get an afternoon sitter to pick up our kids and let's find somebody who can teach um, fifth grade math for a couple of hours and take them to the park and absolutely we're seeing that same thing where parents are really focused on finding care providers that can bring skills to their family and in many cases it is, it is to sort of make sure the kid doesn't have too big of a gap this summer on the education front since many parents feel like they're playing catch up from last year. I, I would completely agree. We're seeing that same trend. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that really um, Urban Center is a fantastic resource for families, whether they're looking for you know, short-term date night type of, of childcare or the, the longer term, um, you know, while you're working from home or, you know, picking your kids up from summer camp. So really just like basically having that best friend or that sister 
that you can always call and, you know, be there to kind of pick up the slack and cover those gaps. Um, that's how I, I kind of view urban sitter. <laughs> no, that's right. And you can find, you know, the one thing I would, um, tell people as they're trying to get a little bit more help to get back on track with work and kids and everything. Um, we have a lot of sitters that have special skills beyond working with kids. And so we've seen, you know, another trend I've seen during the pandemic is people looking for what I would call kind of like a family assistant. So somebody who can spend time with their kids, but also by the way, has a passion for cooking or organizing and families are really leveraging these care providers to also help with pain points in the home. And, you know, my recommendation there is you just have to be very upfront with what your expectations are as a parent and make sure that, um, that's in line with what the care provider, um, feels they're accepting in the job. But you often find care providers who would like to do more and it often aligns with parent needs. And so, you know, I think during the summer, we're going to see a lot of combinations of camp care being provided by sitters and then additional family support offered, whether that's through tutoring or other household tasks. Yeah. I love the idea of a family assistant because we really are in a generation where we have uh, a lot going on. It could be, um, you know, picking, you know, you have the idea of, of needing to like pick the dog up from, from daycare and the idea of, you know, maybe like stopping by the grocery store or things like that. Um, there's just so many things going on that having that, that extra hand would be incredibly valuable for a lot of families. I know all these COVID puppies are going to need some support as parents start ramping back up again. So yeah, we're seeing a lot of uh, people looking for pet, you know, whether it's dog walking and childcare, the whole combination. Um, I think, uh, you know, parents are really looking to leverage help in whichever way they can to kind of get some of their mojo back after a really tough 15 months. <laughs> yeah. Let's hit, let's hit reset. Let's, uh, yeah. you know, get, get back and, and, you know, not go back to where we were, but, you know, take what we've learned over the last year and, um, you know, maybe make some improvements to how families are supported. Um, I, think that's, I love how you put that. And I think that, um, taking time to think about what's been good, you know, I, I recently saw a family post on urban center that, um, they had found out during the pandemic that they really enjoyed doing weeknight dinners with their family. And they hadn't really had that kind of dedicated time before. And they were looking for someone who could do after-school babysitting and do some dinner prep so that the parents could be more focused on actually sitting down and eating the meal with their kids. And I just, I love how the mom articulated um, what she had enjoyed out of the pandemic. And I think you're right. There's some learnings there that hopefully people will kind of keep good that came, you know, with the, the, the bad. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's a great example too. Um, okay. So is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? Well, I would just say, I think the one thing parents are looking to sort of optimize the relationship they have with the provider, it's really just be upfront when you're looking for a care provider about their expectations. Um, I think it's very reasonable to, in a job description, say, Hey, we'd love to find somebody who has a passion for this sport or this instrument. Um, I think when, when parents are looking for care providers, I just really encourage them to be specific about what would be a good fit for their family, because you'll be surprised how often you can find a sitter that meets that, that sort of perfect match. Um, if you're upfront with, you know, what would work for your family. 
Definitely. Well, Lynn, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I really appreciate all the insights and the conversation, uh, you know, talking about childcare and how it's really changed and evolved over the last year. Oh, thanks, Nicole. I appreciate activity here having me.